You're listening to How to Succeed in Evil, Crazy Psycho Murder Tree. Chapter 20, Topper and Edwin. Topper staggered into the office, tracking leaves in behind him. His suit was covered in filth, and dirt fell from the tops of his shoes. Ah, said Agnes, I see that it went well. Topper stared at the mean old woman behind the desk. He opened his mouth to say something, but nothing came out. His brain tried to form an insult, but then it slapped back to the horror he had just endured. He shook his face, his cheeks slapping against his teeth. He was surprised to find that his teeth hurt. His fingernails started to ache. He supposed that would be everything. Edwin and Unstoppable emerged from the back. They were laughing. They shook hands and thanked each other. Unstoppable said, No, 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 you, you were so good. I mean, getting me to storm out the other day. That was all part of it, right? Edwin waved a hand noncommittally. Because you're not even mad about it. And I'm not even mad about it. That's pimp, Windsor. That's strong. Unstoppable turned and saw Topper standing in the lobby in his ruined suit. Damn, little fella. Someone needs to wash your ass in a sink. He chuckled at his own joke, then disappeared into the elevator. Edwin said, Ah, Topper, you are not dead. Excellent. Join me in my office, won't you? Topper dragged after him on the verge of tears, and when he got to Edwin's office, he walked to one of the club chairs and asked, Can I sit? But of course, we will have it cleaned. With a sigh, he climbed up into the chair and sat. He looked at Edwin. Edwin looked at him. Topper started to speak, but could find no words. He sighed again. Edwin waited patiently. So patiently, in fact, that it made Topper uncomfortable. Okay, said Topper. Edwin listened. See, the thing is, said Topper. Edwin listened, seemingly no more or less attentive than before. Oh, jeez, I'm sorry, said Topper. The high-minded man never apologizes, said Edwin. What? Aristotle, but never mind. Just tell me what has happened. I, I... The thing is, Mr. Windsor, I want this job. I mean, I can do this job. Defending freaks and misfits? Those are my people. It's what I was born to do. I have a gift. I can argue a fence post into the ground. I can shriek at a rock until it turns to gravel and wishes it were sand. I once got one of those parking guys to take a boot off a car. I am good, baby. And somewhere I forgot that. But you help me remember. Evil? I, I got no problem with evil. I mean, you're not really talking about evil. I, I mean, not like eating kittens or babies, right? It is difficult to see how one could wrap a business model around that, said Edwin without emotion. Yeah, the way I see it, you're just about making money and sticking it to the other guy. Everything that made America great. I mean, that's kind of protected by law, at least the way I read the law, which makes me perfect for you and what you got going on here. But here's the thing, I, I, uh... You murdered the Bogus, allegedly in self-defense, but ostensibly because it made what seemed to you to be sap-drenched sexual advances. Gah? said Topper. Edwin reached a long arm behind him and tossed a pile of photographs onto the table. Wait, what is this? These are pictures. Yeah, but 
actual pictures? I mean, people usually just show pictures on their phone or maybe tablet. I eschew technology in favor of clarity, said Edwin. Gesundheit, said Topper. Then he flipped through the pictures. They captured the whole event in the park with remarkable clarity. So, said Topper, trying to wrap his head around it. If you knew, I mean, if you knew, I'm fired, right? Edwin said, I cannot allow you to quit. But, but, your guy, the, the big plan, the whole business, I, I thought you had a big deal for the Bacchus. Edwin said, Oh, that. A bit of a stalking horse, I'm afraid. I had a larger deal in place with Unstoppable, but as is his idiom, he was proving intractable in negotiations because he thought he was the only person who could provide the historic building removal service. He argued that we should charge monopoly prices. He was, of course, as mistaken in his economics as he is in everything else. He has no sense of the pricing implications of the elasticity of demand, no conceptions of the difficulties of price discovery. You see, the value of the service is not based on the service provider's uniqueness, but rather the marginal value the service provides. I have no idea what you're talking about, said Topper. He was trying to charge too much. So I found another individual with suitable notoriety and a skill set to bring a little rationality to his pricing. When he saw the power and the fame of the Bogus growing, it allowed me to move the negotiation forward. But now that the Bogus is dead, too late, at least as far as Unstoppable is concerned. The contracts have been signed, and the market price for the service has been set. So rather than killing off an active and profitable client, you have neatly slipped off a loose end. You are already proving to be a valuable member of the team. So well, why, why all the pictures? I mean, is this blackmail? Like, I want to help you. You don't have to blackmail me. This is not blackmail. This is trust. Now that I have leverage over you, I can trust you. Uh, yeah, but I can't trust you. Are you trying to frame me for murder or sh shrubicide at least? Edwin leaned in and hunted through the photographs with his long fingers until he came to a lovely close-up of Topper extending his lips towards a root that was dripping with sap. Let us not forget bestiality. I'm not sure that sex with a plant qualifies. Edwin clapped his hands together and smiled. You see, the consummate defense attorney. But I'm sure the embarrassment of this photograph is enough to hold you in check. So that's it. My life is over. I, I work for you. I'm your slave, your henchman. Don't be so dramatic, Topper. I don't have henchmen. And slaves. But I'm not free. Freedom. Let me take that burden from you and in return give you work that you love and all the money you could ever desire. I don't know. I could desire a lot. The kind of money I am talking about you cannot even imagine. I can imagine a lot. How much are we talking about? All of it. And in return, you are going to help me succeed. In evil? If you like. Okay, but I don't want to have to kill anybody else. Violence is the last refuge of the incompetent. No, I like violence. It keeps the blood flowing. What I don't like is killing. I'll do what I can. It was the only way that I could trust you. Jeez, I thought I had issues. You, you're crazy. I'm the sanest man in the world. That's just what a crazy person would say. Perhaps. But you'll have to excuse me. I have a tea time. One more thing, said Topper. Who took these pictures? I was there and there was nobody else around. Edwin smiled and said... That is a logical impossibility. The photos exist. Therefore, think it through, Topper. You're not lazy. 
You just have slovenly intellectual habits for anything that is not an argument. No, I don't. I just have a low tolerance for bullshit. That is new, said Edwin, raising an eyebrow. Well, when you kill a tree monster, you learn a thing or two about yourself. Maybe Talmadge had a high tolerance for bullshit, but me? Topper? After all the shit I've seen, life is too short. Yes, a recognition of mortality is the birth of wisdom. Come on, Beanpole, out with it. Edwin looked away from Topper and nodded. Topper followed Edwin's gaze, and there, against the off-white of the featureless wall, Mr. Dr. Cuttlefish melted into view. You? Please don't be mad at me, said Mr. Dr. Cuttlefish. I was only doing my job. Who else could have done it without you noticing, asked Edwin. Oh, snarled Topper as he got down off the chair. That pot I got. What I don't understand is where this spineless... The cuttlefish is an invertebrate, but not, not strictly speaking spineless, said Mr. Dr. Cuttlefish hastily. Topper raised his hands and kept walking towards Mr. Dr. Cuttlefish. Cowardly, weasley guy ever found the guts. And on the word guts, Topper lunged at Mr. Dr. Cuttlefish, but he never got there. There was a tremendous squishing noise, and that region of the room was blanketed with viscous black mucus. Topper slipped and fell, completing the ruin of his suit. As this happened, Edwin reached around behind him and pressed the call button. Writhing in the muck, Topper screamed, Come back here! And then added, Ugh, got in my mouth! As Agnes came in, Edwin rose from his chair and buttoned his suit jacket. Agnes Topper has proved himself to be a valuable and, he glanced at Topper, trying to rise but slipping in the filth, enthusiastic member of the team. Agnes sniffed and added, Well, his value is somewhat less when you take into account the cost of the carpet. Reasonable wear and tear to be expected with our clientele. Now prepare a real office for our newest associate and make him an appointment with the tailor. He is in need of appropriate attire. God, this is awful, said Topper. Edwin turned to him and said, Entirely your own fault. But if you must revenge yourself upon the cuttlefish, I suggest a better means. But as I have said... There is seldom a profit in revenge, so that is not our business. But I'd feel better, said Topper. Do you feel better or worse now that you're covered in ink, asked Edwin. Quit changing the subject. Edwin left. Agnes said, do not move. I will fetch a hazmat team. When they both had gone, Topper looked at the ink on his hands and suit and then slumped to the floor. To no one, he said, this is a hell of a first day on the job. From somewhere in the room, Dr. Cuttlefish said, Don't worry, it'll get easier. The End